Welcome to another episode of Based News Network. I am Punk Revolution Now, aka Kayo, here with Sophie, aka Joan Avarka. Say hi, Sophie. Hey. Hey. How's it going? I'm good. Are you ready to um Are you Sophie, are you ready to um um I'm just gonna pass this off to you. You can go ahead and um pass it off to me. If you could go ahead and explain the uh you know Palestine uh just you, you can just explain the Palest the Palestine situation from the very beginning. If you could just take it away, start start <sighs> from uh, 19, 1920. Oh my! <laughs> Sorry, that's all right. No, but okay. So, all right, it's a t- it's a it's an awful awful story, really. You know, thousands thousands of people, civilians, children, thousands of children. All right, we'll just say that. We'll say thousands of children, um, dead in a week, and many more children to die in the near future. Atrocious, I think. Everyone knows what I'm referring to, and it's an intensely emotional, intensely disturbing topic. And Sophie and I, obviously, this is like maybe the largest news story of the year, you know. So obviously, we need to talk about it, dive right into it. The uh, Israel-Hamas war, now it's a a full-blown, you know, war, Uh, and we're all like terrified to see what comes next. And Sophie and I were like thinking about because you know there's so many different ways to approach this topic. As someone who has been following the Palestinian conflict and issue for years, it's like, and I know many other people have been following it intensely as well. It's one of the greatest humanitarian disasters in existence that's like now reached a boiling point and I know it's extremely emotional for a lot of people. So, so there's so many different ways to approach this and it's just such a massive topic. But so Sophie and I have decided we think the best way to just approach this, you know, neither of us are have like, you know, you know, Palestine like family in Palestine or you know, are are super directly involved and you don't need to hear two more podcasters yeah (laughs) digging around on a podcast talking about this topic there's definitely a lot of palestinian voices you should listen to lots of jewish voices you should listen to people who are who want to bring peace to this region that are better equipped to talk about this issue than sophie and i just you know put it bluntly but obviously like it is a huge issue it's the biggest story of the year so we're sophie and i decide we're just going to read the wikipedia page on this topic because there has been a lot of unverified reports going around on X that like are being extremely intensely amplified by even politicians. And it's very hard to cut through the bullshit. It's a, it's a, it's both for, you know, obviously I think a lot of this misinformation is being used like as propaganda to encourage more violence to be frank, but I also think that a lot of this misinformation is just people who are so disturbed by the story. So we're just going to read the Wikipedia page because well, if Sophie and I say something wrong in the next 15 minutes as we talk through this issue, you can take it up with Wikipedia. You can just go ahead and edit it on Wikipedia and don't don't point our fingers on us, okay? Cuz we're trying to wade through the bullshit and the misinformation as best as we can, as I'm sure everyone else who's following this story is trying their best as well. So, Sophie, does that sound good to you? Any other thoughts before we dive into the Wikipedia page? Yeah, no, I think I think we should get into it. All right, let's do it. So, this is the Wikipedia page, 2023 Israel-Hamas war. And that's what, that is what now we are witnessing. The events of October 7th has now opened up and like I said, we're all terrified, hoping it doesn't turn into something bigger than it already has. But so, all right, let's let's dive into it. The 2023 Israel-Hamas war is an ongoing conflict between Israel and Palestinian militant groups led by Hamas. Part of the Gaza-Israel conflict, the war began when militants invaded Israel from the Gaza Strip on the 7th of October, 2023, and continued with an Israeli counteroffensive. Israel formally declared war on Hamas a day later. Prior to the war, and this is what I've been following, tensions rose 
in the decades-long Israeli-Palestinian conflict as clashes at Al-Aqsa Mosque, Gaza, and Jenin killed hundreds. So just for context, literally this year, hundreds have died already. Obviously, that was under the radar of a lot of people, but... The attack began in the early morning with a rocket barrage of at least 3,000 missiles against Israel and vehicle-transported incursions into its territory. Palestinian militants breached the Gaza-Israel border, attacking military bases and killing civilians in neighboring Israeli communities. At least 260 Israelis were massacred at a music festival. Israeli soldiers and civilians, including women and children and a Holocaust survivor in a wheelchair, were taken as hostages to the Gaza Strip. After clearing Hamas forces from affected areas, Israel responded with airstrikes in the densely populated Gaza Strip, targeting civilian and military infrastructure. The United Nations reported that around 339,000 Palestinians more than a tenth of the population of Gaza has been internally displaced. Fears of a humanitarian crisis were heightened after Israel cut off food, water, electricity, and fuel supplies to Gaza, which had already been blockaded by both Egypt and Israel. There were widespread deaths of civilians and allegations of war crimes. Oh my god, I feel like every sentence I read, I just feel like it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. We've barely scratched the surface. But just just for context here, just, just a real quick interjection. Gaza is one of the most densely populated areas in the world. And the median age is 18 years old. Which means half of the population is under 18. Half of the population of Gaza is under 18 years old every single sentence here is just like a it's a tragedy tragedy within a tragedy mm -hmm. but you know just just understand just understanding when when we read 339,000 palestinians have been displaced you have to understand and thousands of people in gaza half have, of them are children half of them are children basically he's got you know and obviously children have no blame for any of this so, you know, it goes it goes on um, and on. And, you know, one thing, obviously, that's really important to understand is, um, you know, this story didn't start on October 7th, 2023. Obviously, October 7th, 2023, when the conflict began, which involved many hostages taken and citizens killed, you know, people are calling it Israel's 9-11. I think that's a, a good comparison because what this attack and 9-11 have in common is they both are like extremely shocking, you know, like they're both just like extremely dramatic and shocking. And, and they created wars. And they let, yes. That are probably ultimately going to be killing more of the other side, like the Palestinian people. That's exactly right. And that's the thing that drives me nuts, Sophie, is that we know what happened after 9-11, which was the United States made very aggressive foreign policy decisions that were way, 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 way more violent and way more catastrophic than like 9-11 actually was. You know what I mean? And it seems very likely that Israel, by invading, whether they, they go in by foot or they go in by dropping bombs or whatever they do, they're right now they're trying to overthrow Hamas. When you have one of the most densely populated places in the world that in half of them are children, it's not, it doesn't take... So sad. It doesn't take much to put the pieces together and understand that this is lining up to be a much larger tragedy with many destructive decisions impending. This is from Wikipedia. The Gaza Strip has been under an Egyptian and Israeli blockade since 2007, leading Human Rights Watch to call it an open-air prison and state that Israel should end the generalized ban 
on travel to and from Gaza and allow widespread freedom of movement between Gaza and Israel. The blockade has has caused significant economic hardship within Gaza and was cited by Hamas as one of the reasons for the offensive. So, you know, open-air prison is what the Human Rights Watch is calling the living conditions in Gaza, and hundreds of Palestinians in this year have been killed in this conflict already. So, anyways, um, Sophie, do you want to touch on maybe the because sophie and i were looking at this wikipedia page and we saw that there was um there's a section on unconfirmed reports with twitter or x obviously there's going to be a really aggressive stream of information or or videos or or claims or allegations etc that it's it's hard to like verify these things in real time because this is such a breaking story and like a new development it's hard to get accurate information right now just because it's so early in there are a lot of unverified uh reports going around um so i'm gonna read about that here unverified information has been quickly published and spread during the conflict through social media politicians and mainstream news outlets while some stories have had follow-up information that retracts or adds context to the original posted story, it has taken time due to the widespread conflict and lack of returning audience to read or hear the additional information. Reports of Hamas beheading babies were reported by a range of news organizations after I-24 news reporter interviewed one member of the Israel Defense Force at the scene of the Kfar Aza massacre. These allegations were repeated by Prime Minister spokesperson Ta Heinrich. However, as of the 11th of October, they have not been confirmed by other news sources. While photos have been published by both Hamas of soldiers being beheaded and by Prime Minister Netanyahu of burned and dead babies, no photographic evidence of children being beheaded has been made public. Sorry, that's very hard to hear about, very disturbing stuff. Reports of rape and sexual violence against Israeli women were reported notably during the Re'im Music Festival Massacre. Reports in Tablet Magazine, PBS NewsHour, and the Hindustan Times and the Jewish Telegraphic Agency were sourced to named an anonymous eyewitnesses present at the massacre. However, as of October 11th, Yuval Shani wrote, it was too soon to know whether there had been a pattern of sexual assault as there had not yet been time to formally take testimonies from victims and witnesses. These reports of sexual violence were repeated by Israeli officials and by President Biden. The White House clarified the latter statement relied on official Israeli statements and news sources reports. This is really interesting, you know, because literally, Sophie, I was just reading this Wikipedia page like yesterday, you know, because mm-hmm. for preparate, for preparing for this podcast. And this Wikipedia, this Wikipedia page was different yesterday. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, bef- before the sec- the patterns of sexual assaults and violence were, like, put up in, like, the very top few paragraphs of the Wikipedia, and now they've brought it way down un- into this unconfirmed report section, and just because it's under unconfirmed reports doesn't mean it didn't happen, but, you know, it's just so confusing because for the past few days we've been hearing over and over again that this was a major pattern within the assault. And then you go on Wikipedia and now it's saying actually that's not confirmed. Maybe tomorrow it will be confirmed. Maybe tomorrow it will be it will be confirmed or not confirmed, whatever. But the scary thing is is like this this is like critical information mm-hmm. about the attack. You know, was this attack supposed to target Israeli military forces and then civilians or casualties? Or was this attack intended to violently attack civilians as destructively as possible and we don't know that and by the time we might actually have confirmation one way or the other of what actually happened you know like israel has already killed well over a thousand palestinian kids you know it's it's just like that's why i'm saying it reminds me so much of 9-11 where everyone is just so and for valid reasons terrified and emotional after a tragedy that there's like this sense of like an urgency to like need to act as soon as possible. And, you know, fe- doing so like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say right now, everyone's anxiety is so high 
that it's hard to think straight, you know, and maybe say like, what other approaches are there besides just, you know, to put it bluntly, just feeding into the cycle of violence that has led up to this point in the first place, you know, not trying to, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, I don't know. I think, I think we've said enough on this. Like I said, listen to Palestinian voices, listen to Jewish voices, listen to people who are intelligent, who are experts on this, who have either are directly involved in this conflict or something, or maybe have family involved and are approaching this with a genuine desire to resolve this conflict um, without, you know, ethnic cleansing. Because to be entirely frank, you're going to hear politicians who are basically fascist and basically coming right out and saying, we need just to just to get rid of the you know Palestinians once and for all like that's that's not me exaggerating that's there's that's you know there are far right politicians who are saying that so anyways I think that's you know we could keep going on and on and on I kind of want to I don't know Sophie I kind of want to move on from this topic I think it's time okay okay all right Woo. and you did good you did good you did good thank you (laughs) yeah yeah Okay, let's um let's go on to the other major uh crisis and conflict of the week. Oh god. Which is um no, not Azerbaijan and Armenia. We didn't we we're glossing over that one. We're going into the the band camp being sold by Epic Games to Song Trader Story. <laughs> All right, so 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 I'm going to okay I'm going to take the lead on this one because this is my bread and butter. As a musician and as a music critic and as a gamer, Bandcamp.com and Epic Games are like two of the most epic things ever. And about a year ago, Epic Games, Epic Games being the creator of Fortnite and a bunch of other wholesome epic PlayStation games and Xbox games, Epic Games bought Bandcamp. And this was a huge scandal because Bandcamp.com is hands down the best site, best publication, best platform, whatever you want to call it, for indie musicians. They just have a really good business model where musicians can put their music up there for free and make good money from it. And the journalists who work for Bandcamp are exceptional because they will actually listen to your music. And they will think about it, and if it's good, they might even write about it, even if you're a nobody, which is unheard of. Like, it's just, there's no comparison. Like, you, you, like I, just for context, I'm releasing an EP under, with my band Fireman. The EP is called Territorial Conquest 2024, by the way. It's about conflict um, and war, so it's bizarrely and unfortunately very timely. And, well, anyways... Not to promote my music too much, but you should listen to it when it comes out. But I've been emailing, you know, because the EP is coming out in January. It's time to start emailing music critics and journalists and stuff. You, I, you know, I'll email a hundred journalists, pitchfork writers, everybody who who writes about music, and Bandcamp is always there, and they actually listen. And they actually respond to emails. Like Bandcamp has always been like, oh, I love emailing Bandcamp my music because they actually are people who like music and aren't just looking to maximize clicks and follows like a lot of smaller publications or bigger publications are. Anyways, so Epic Games is obviously a gigantic corporation. Epic Games, you know, Fortnite and um, Fall Guys and all these other games, movies, games, not movies, games. Uh, And that was a scandal. And after Epic Games bought Bandcamp, or maybe it was before, I don't know the timeline, but Bandcamp formed a union. I think it's called Bandcamp United or something like that. Uh, And good for Bandcamp. Uh, You know, Bandcamp has always been actually profitable, believe it or not. It's like a profitable indie music site. And then obviously you've got Epic Games, which is looking to like maximize their profits. Who knows how? You know, forming a union to protect your ass from the, the faceless mega corporation i think it's a very smart idea and obviously i support that union the Bandcamp union and i don't know exactly if the union is 
part of the reason why a year later Epic Games is selling Bandcamp now? Or what exactly the thought process is? God knows why and how this stuff happens. But Bandcamp is selling I'm sorry, Epic Games is now selling Bandcamp a year later after, you know, after Epic Games did literally nothing in terms of integrating Bandcamp into them, whatever, to this platform called Song Trader. And literally no one has heard of Song Trader. And everyone is like, what the fudge is going on? This is scary. It was scary when Epic Games bought Bandcamp, but Bandcamp formed a union and nothing major changed to Bandcamp. And now we got Song Trader and everyone's everyone in the music community is anxious. And Bandcamp United like launches a petition basically to ensure that they're going to maintain their voices and their rights and their jobs as Bandcamp shifts over to Song Trader and asking Song Trader to please recognize the Bandcamp union. So good for, for good for Bandcamp, you know, Bandcamp United. Common Bandcamp W, right? Common, common band, common Bandcamp W. Bandcamp has always been like it's so clear. Bandcamp has always been just like ran and owned and by a bunch of like socialists and anarchists and communists with like those values. Good for them. So this is the crazy thing. So so Bandcamp releases this letter saying like we're gonna, you know, Song Trader, you 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 gotta take care of us. And it was very smart of band, the Bandcamp Union to do that because. Song Trader responds and they said, basically, they said, we don't actually own Bandcamp yet. Like the transaction is still going through. But um, just an FYI, we don't plan to extend an offer to all current Bandcamp employees. Damn. So, I mean, like they say, we'll work towards a fair and equitable outcome for the global members of the Bandcamp team. Song Trader is planning to keep all existing Bandcamp services that fans and artists love. But it's just like this corporate, corporate response. But they don't respond to the main concern that Bandcamp United has, which is... This is horrible corporate social responsibility. It's horrible. By the way. Yeah, Bandcamp, the Bandcamp Union's main request in their letter to Song Trader was basically like, can you please confirm that you're going to recognize our union and uphold our our, our union and our and our, our voice our voices as a union and they dodge the question and not only do they dodge the question but they also slip in there they literally said there's going to be layoffs coming too by the way <laughs> which is like the worst response ever so now everyone is like fuck can you explain like where these like statements were made where this like was this like so this was this publicized so song trader they literally posted on x like song trader okay, posted that's on what x I was Im- imagining yeah this, so this is, is not incredibly this is a horrible pr decision for song yes. trader because yes. first of all okay so with public relations right it doesn't what they're focusing on in that message is Bandcamp fans and and users like the people who use the platform to sell their music and people who buy off Bandcamp, they acknowledge them, but then publicly neglect one of the most important stakeholders in their organization, which is like the employees of Bandcamp. Publicly insults them, or I mean, doesn't insult them, but you know. G- directly but you know what i mean like it's, it's basically an insult to them um i i just cannot believe they did this like on fucking twitter sorry on twitter like yeah it's crazy this is you and have to the- employees are really important stakeholder they're really important like voices for your company they are the 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 Bandcamp employees are in itself like the Bandcamp brand basically because the Bandcamp brand is of a site that puts like art and like social well being above profit and and the paradox is is that Bandcamp believe it or not is actually a profitable company probably I think so I don't know I can't say for sure but from what I've read because I've been doing some research. Bandcamp is likely a profitable company just because ba- Bandcamp's like employee like headcount and 
resources needed to keep the site going are so like bare bones and they just rake in so much revenue from how popular the site is. Bandcamp is pretty much certainly profitable. So for SongTrader to take over this like socially responsible website that is profitable and say we're going to make it less socially responsible so we can make even more profits, well, that that's one, it's disgusting. And two, it could very easily backfire because if Bandcamp loses its reputation as a website that puts social responsibility over profits, that could very easily backfire, especially in this industry where every musician mm-hmm. is a, every musician I'm, you know is. It just boggles my mind that they would say this publicly on tw- like on X before they even have finished the transaction. Yeah. I cannot think of a stupider move. I'm sorry. Like, as someone who's studying this, like, this is a terrible, terrible decision. <laughs> a terrible <sighs> decision. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. But, you know, it's I'm frustrated because I'm seeing in this uh, this letter that SongTrader sent, they said, <laughs> they said, <laughs> they said, not all Bandcamp employees will receive offers from SongTrader. Based on its current financials, Bandcamp requires some adjustments to ensure a sustainable and healthy company that can serve its community <laughs> of artists and fans long into the future. Oh my god. That's Shut the so hell up. funny. It, that's so funny to me because they're talking about artists and fans. Those are important parts of your those are important stakeholders in your organization, but what a lot of brands and companies fail to do is support their actual employees or employees that they're like absorbing and it reflects poorly on the company and it puts a bad taste in the mouths of the fans and artists they were like claiming to like want to support it's it's yeah. really stupid your company your company literally is just workers that's all a company is is just workers that's all it like especially Bandcamp, where there's like it's just like a website and workers you know what i mean like yeah it's literally and you know what's crazy too sophie is Bandcamp is a more profitable company than spotify well, I was going to ask you about that because I I remember kind of early into our, our relationship, we had a conversation about Spotify and you told me that Spotify isn't profitable yet. And that really surprised me. Well, this is I don't really yeah. understand economics very well, so I I I don't understand like the business side of a organize, like organizations and companies. I'm more like interested in the public relations and advertising like marketing segments, but I don't yeah. really understand this stuff. So, <laughs> no, it's a great question, and this is something that always trips up a lot of people. But there's actually a lot of companies out there. I think, including like Lyft and Uber and like other big names you've heard um, of companies that are not profitable. They're not profitable, and basically, like the thought process is, is they have a lot of angel investors, capitalists, whatever you want to call them, that are just pumping a lot of money into them and keeping them afloat um, with the hopes that eventually they will be profitable and then they'll get a return on their investment. Bandcamp obviously does not function that way. You know, this Bandcamp is not, I mean, I guess, who knows, maybe soon it will, you know, at this rate, if we got Epic Games and SongTrader like playing this game of like vulture, you know, hedge funds coming in, swooping and, you know, mistreating the workers to squeeze more money out of it. But yes, it's a very weird thing. Spot like I wouldn't be surprised. Let me see here. Spotify. You can actually Google this. Like you can Google like any um like any like major companies um like revenue and like you can basically just like see what their profits are quarter over quarter. So yeah, so Spotify is not making a profit. Um I just Google it. They're still not making a profit. They have you can look up their revenue, their profit margins and stuff like that. Um so I don't know. Spotify is not. All right. Um. Anyways, boring but business stuff, but also kind of interesting because capitalism is a strange, mysterious thing, and maybe Bandcamp is next <laughs> to uh to fall to the vicious machine. All right. Enough of the boy topics. Let's dive into some girl topics. 
Yay. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. Are we ta- we're talking Mean Girls, right? Now. Mean Girls. Mean Girls, the new Mean Girls the musical trailer dropped in theaters. And we know this because there were like videos on X of people filming the movie screen like in the theater of the trailer because as far as i know this trailer is not on social or on youtube yet which is interesting so a lot of people people just like whipped out their phones and took videos and now people are talking about it we knew this movie was coming of course tina fey is involved tina fey for context was i believe the writer and producer of the original mean girls i don't know if she directed but, she, was, um, she was not the director, but she was a writer. Okay, that's what I thought. She, she's she's gonna she's involved in this new project as well. Um, she also acted in the movie, um, so it's still kind of staying true to the Tina Fey touch. LOL. Um, but it's the musical, and it's been a musical on Broadway for a few years. I think it ended, at least in the U.S. Like Broadway. I'm not a musical theater nerd. I mean, I love musicals, but I don't know, like, the ins and outs of, like, what shows are doing what or whatever, so bear with me here. But anyway, so they are turning the Mean Girls musical, which was based on the original Mean Girls film, into a new movie, if that makes sense. Kayo, just, I mean, I I think we've, I know this because every time I go to your apartment, I drink out of your Mean Girls cup. A mean Girls the Musical Cup. Um, you went to it, right? I did. And I, Sophie, even though I have the damn cup in my shelf, I actually forgot that I had seen it. Oh because, my God. <laughs> because out of that very cup, I drink so much alcohol, I can't really remember the musical. <laughs> oh, you mean that you actually like were really drunk during the musical? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but I will but I will say I remember having a good time that night and enjoying it. Mm. Yeah, I've never seen it, the musical. I would be interested in seeing it, but I, I I'm a big fan of the original Mean Girls movie. Like I know it's basic, but it is a classic and it's really funny. Have you seen it, Kayo? Yep, I've seen it. I'm, I think it's a really good movie. Have personally. you ever listened to the Mean Girls musical soundtrack? I know some of the songs, but not really. Have you? I mean, I saw the musical. I know, but you don't remember it, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't remember it. I'm looking through the song list right now, and I don't remember any of these songs. I feel bad. <laughs> Bro went to the musical and doesn't remember. Just I kidding. went to the musical. I don't remember. That's the and you know what? I I don't get that drunk that often. I really don't. He really but, doesn't. He really doesn't. I could but, see. You know, there's always a those. I mean, here's the thing. Like, the drinks on Broadway are, are so insanely expensive. Like, that you might as well just go all out. You know, <laughs> like not really. But the like, drinks are insane. I mean? The drinks are literally like, just like. like f- Thirty dollars of drink. They're like thirty dollars, and then they just like it. Then and then you'll just get like half a cup of vodka with like a drop yeah. of water, and then Literally, you'll pay thirty dollars for that. I don't understand. Like, I mean, obviously there's a reason that they charge so much, but it's it's re- like you're really like overpaying so much <laughs> for what you're actually getting. So. I would probably recommend pre-game. If you want to be drunk during a Broadway musical, I don't know. That's probably not everyone's t- cup of tea. If you want to be, like, a little buzzed, like, definitely pre-game. Because the drinks are, like, astronomically priced. Yo, I just found this Reddit thread on r slash Broadway of, uh-huh. like, someone who ranked the Mean Girls songs from first to, first to last. And there's, what like... What was the first one? So, this person said Sexy. But every, but everyone else in the in the thread is saying that World Burn is the best song. Okay, that's the one song I know. The World Burn song is the one I know. All right. Well, well, well I'm it's excited. Like the more, it's like the more famous song from the musical. I'm more of a Heather's the musical fan, even though I've never seen it either. I've just seen more clips of it. I digress. Anyways, I'm a big fan of the original Mean Girls movie. Did you like it, Kayo? 
Um, I liked it. I prefer, <laughs> I prefer other movies in that genre. Oh, like what? What? Like I prefer like, like Clueless. Yeah, the Clueless is really good. Yeah, that's. I fair. just for for some reason I really liked Clueless, but maybe I just need to rewatch Mean Girls. But Mean Girls is like, I mean, it's definitely for girls. I just think there's so many like funny one-liners and it's like so millennial core that's like it feels a little cringe like to like like the movie now which is stupid but like there are so many just like iconic lines and like moments and stuff but anyways this new Mean Girls musical film dropped like the trailer dropped in theaters and people have a lot of thoughts sorry I sound like BuzzFeed people have thoughts basically the, tra- the trailer was really brief. It was more like a teaser. And there's this one shot of the plastics. You know what the plastics are? Like, they're like the um, like the mean girls, like the main popular girls. So, like, Regina George and... Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, they showed, like, a scene of the plastics walking, like, together. Like, like you know, like a, a dramatic shot of them walking. Because that's, like, a really important part of the original Mean Girls is, like, them walking in the hall. You know? Like, it's, like... You know what I mean? So anyway, there's this, there's like a shot of them walking, but they're wearing like basically like I would say like 2021, 2020, yeah, 2021 like Shein micro trend ass outfits and um, people are like making fun of it because it looks so dated and it and it hasn't even come out yet. Um, Ooh, so you, so girls are being mean girls in the comments. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, like they're wearing like court, like those like cheap cors- AliExpress like Chien corsets, those like see through like mesh like Botticelli, what's the word? Like I don't know, like cherub tops, and like like I don't know, just like all these micro trends that were super popular like on TikTok, like two years ago year ago um and it just looks really dated even now and it's not really the movie's fault although i think like a lesson that needs to be learned is like we we the costumes need to look more classic because Mm. micro trends are on the rise and the turnover is just getting shorter and shorter so like Something that is trendy isn't going to be trendy for very long compared to things in previous years. So, like, let's just say mm. something was some an, like a accessory or a certain like style was popular for maybe a year, or t- a year, and then it became six months, and then it became three months, and then like like well, with social media, it's more like that, like three months, or maybe even like a month, something's really popular, and then people like start posting like, oh, I'm sick of this trend, like I've seen so much of this, there's like oversaturation, and like the turnover, turnover of, the trend turnover is just getting shorter and shorter, so this also happened with another movie, I can't remember the name, but she looked like a 2020 like TikTok girl, and it looked so dated when it came out too, so this is like a problem with new movies coming out if like especially if they're like dealing with teen girls or like young women who are like fashionable um the the clothes look so dated and not in a good way not in a classic way wait sophie i just found this r slash broadway thread i don't browse reddit slash r slash broadway often <laughs> but i found this r slash broadway thread that's like an exclusive first look at the mean girls musical movie and it's like a screenshot from the trailer and people are like somehow i feel like regina's aesthetic is that much different from the other two that makes this not work and then people are like regina regina uh, wait, wait, wait. Like, what about Regina? She has a different aesthetic than the. They're saying like people others. are saying like Regina's outfit is so different in this trailer compared to the other two aesthetics that it does just doesn't seem like it's gonna work. And they're like, Karen's <laughs> outfit eight. Not a fan of Regina and Gretchen's. <laughs> yeah. See, like there isn't this out el- like an element of being classic anymore. You know, there's a way to like look current but not too 
micro trendy. I know I sound like kind of well, stupid right now, but, but I think these movies are not going to age well because of this. Okay, but but I guess just like, and maybe I'm just like I obviously don't know anything about this, but is it possible that like Mean Girls in 2021 would be the same people who conform to micro trends? Um, yeah, I think so, but I don't, like, I don't think, like, actual popular girls in high school, I mean, I wasn't in high school when this movie was made, so I don't know, but, like, as far as I know, like, I don't think high schoolers, like, would have dressed like that in that, in 2021. Well, I don't think popular girls would have dressed like that. They, now they just, like, wear, like, leggings and, like... I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, they, they dress, like, alternative, like... I mean, maybe that's the angle they're going. I don't know. They look like they dress like alternative, like TikTok e girls. They do look very alt, but I guess I just don't know what popular girls in high school dress. Their like. outfits I mean, are mid. Their outfits are mid. Oh, Sophie coming in but, with the T right there. Yeah, but honestly, though, like movies do, like definitely, like naturally, they're gonna make people look better than they actually would have looked in real life, right? So, like, like. Mean me girls came out i don't know because i was not in high school at that time i don't know if like people actually dress like the plastics like like i don't know if popular girls dress like the plastics like in any way like i think there were probably people who did well but i would say just as a guy or maybe maybe i'm just gonna i'm just gonna not say that just as a person who really doesn't know crap about any of this stuff just looking at the screenshot from the trailer that's on Reddit here, and I wouldn't be able to articulate why, but it does seem a little bit like this does not feel in my soul to be what I think of Mean Girls as, even if it took place in 2021. Right. That's. I feel the same way. And I will say I'm a little bit... This is so funny. Like, as someone who just doesn't really, I mean, I like dressing well for myself and everything, but I just really don't keep up with the trends, you know? So, well, it does, what, yeah, that's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, but it's just, it's just to me, it's so funny because I would have looked at this image and maybe deep in my gut, I would have been like, hmm, that looks a little not how I think of mean girls. But like, mm-hmm. it's so funny that like you and like, it seems like a lot of women, frankly, like immediately, like, like all were like mm-hmm. in agreement like oh this this fashion does not make sense here <laughs> you know what i mean no it really doesn't it really doesn't i think it would have been sm- actually i don't know i think it would have been smart to really like embrace the early 2000s look because that is really popular like that has been popular for like the past few years and Oh, you could say like, oh, those are just micro trends in themselves. Yes, but then it's actually like paying homage to the source source material that did take place in the early 2000s. Does that make sense? I think it would feel more classic in that way because yes, it is literally trendy right now to dress like the early 2000s. Um, and probably in the future, it's not going to be, right? But at least it'll be like kind of paying respect to like the original. You know what I mean? And it'll have like more of a classic feel. It'll pay respect to while the original still being, and still While be still feeling current. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I would have done. But I don't think it's really like the costume people's fault at this point. Like, I think they just need to learn that like micro trends are like, like they got to keep micro trends on their radar and try to steer clear yeah i I, yeah that's a good point that's a good point uh as someone who doesn't know i think it sounds very intelligent rule of thumb just be classic you know like have like have modern elements but keep it like classic i like that you say that because that's how i like to dress (laughs) i like to wear classic jeans I like to wear classic. I like to wear my Adidas classic sambas. Sambas. Those are pretty trendy, though. Yeah, but they're also classics. You know what I mean? They are. Well, that's the perfect middle ground. That's what you want. Exactly. So that's how the Mean Girls should have dressed. True. They should have looked up Punk Revolution now and then like tried to like dress like him. 
Okay, so I feel like <laughs> I feel like talk. We should have, you know, we should have just. We should. I feel like in such a better mood after talking about Mean Girls. We should have opened the episode talking <laughs> about Mean Girls. Yeah, uh, maybe. but I don't know. I feel like we had to start with the like the. Well, that's like know. that's important. Like that's like yeah. literally like like you know historic changing the world kind of scary stuff that we have. To, we're a freaking news podcast for Pete's sake. All right. Should we should we go into our any other thoughts on the Mean Girls stuff before we go to our final topic? Let's just say it wasn't fetch. Oh, okay. Next next topic. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's really late when Sophie and I are recording, so I had to yawn. All right, so <laughs> Bing AI. So Bing AI is our last topic. So Bing AI um, is a new thing. Well. Um, well, I mean, I mean, Bing, I mean, I don't know, Bing AI. Okay, so Bing AI is not new, but the Bing AI image creator. Image creator. The yes. Bing AI image crea- creator um, was rolled out this week. And, well, I know there's been some drama on multiple levels. One, with uh, people who just are morally opposed to AI art and find this to be bad. And two, there's also this other side story here too I'm seeing, just Googling, is that Microsoft has mm-hmm. like severely restricted like yeah. what you can actually create because of like... And I have experience with this that I can speak to like just today um, or yesterday. Like, so my friend Vlad, who's Ukrainian, like we were like, they were saying like they couldn't, they wanted to make like the movie Suspiria, but if it took place in Ukraine or had like Ukrainian cultural elements to it, right? And they couldn't get it to work. So I tried it myself and the content moderation blocked it just because I said like Ukraine or Slavic, like, or Ukrainian, like it was blocked because obviously like the Ukrainian war, like Ukraine war. Yeah, well, that's awful. I know, right? Like, that's just, that is, no, yeah. That it is... sucks for, like, actual Ukrainian people who want to, like, I don't know, whatever, like, you think about AI, right? Like, I don't know, like, I think for most people, it's just, like, fun to play with, you know, like, and not take it too seriously. Like, oh, as a, as a wait, meme Sophie. page, what? Okay, so, oh, sorry. Uh, two. So just two quick things. One is earlier like a couple days ago i I typed in bing ai like young man meeting the president because i wanted to like make an ai that looks like me meeting joe biden and like literally i I think i typed in joe biden and then it blocked it and then i just typed in president and then it came i gave an image i'll send it to you um but like it blocked like does it look real uh, like does it look like you and joe biden i mean it like Given that I said president, like the, the the prompt I put in was president talking to a young man. <laughs> Given that vague ass prompt, because I couldn't type in Joe Biden or anything else, it looks kind of like me and kind of like Joe Biden. I just sent it to you. Okay, I'm looking. I could, I feel like I could make this more specific without it getting blocked. So we can make it actually look like you. Let me look at this though. <laughs> Why did they make you, they made you look like Kurt Hummel from Glee? <laughs> I do look like Kurt, and and the president looks like um like Clint Eastwood or something. Yeah, he looks like the scary like he looks like one of those like officials in like the the first Star Wars movie that like gets choked out by uh, uh, Darth Vader. Oh my God, what is this? this is a <laughs> that one I just typed in um. Uh, Teletubbies browsing Reddit and laughing so hard they cry. <laughs> it's a pretty good image. Wait, why haven't you posted these? They're really funny. I literally just made this while we, you were talking. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got you. Oh, okay. So, yeah, anyway, like, it's a fun tool. Like, if you're, I would say, like, the best application of this, in my opinion, like, or maybe I'm biased, but I feel like it's really fun to use for memes because you can just like generate 
whatever, as long as it doesn't get blocked by the content moderation, lol. But anyways, like, it's a fun memeing tool. It's great. Whatever you, whatever you think about, like, AI art, right? So, like, people are very divided on this. Look, I, you know, I just think all the, I haven't heard any really, you know, I haven't, I'll, let me put it this way. I have not been compelled by the anti-AI art arguments. Like, yeah, I I can agree that I would much prefer to go to a museum or just appreciate art made by a real human, you yeah. know? But, like, I don't think that me going on being AI and typing in a prompt and pressing enter and then laughing at the result or getting a kick out of the result is somehow unethical, okay? Well... You know? have you seen the stuff where like people are saying and i'm really uneducated on this but i see people saying like it's because it's sourcing from original artists work you know like it's sourcing actual artists work like it's in some ways like plagiarism since when has any artist given a flying fuck about copyright laws and plagiarism, okay? Every, like, musician I know who actually gives a damn about art and music hates copyright laws because sampling and stuff like that is such a core component of, like, hip-hop and so many amazing genres. Like, I... It's true, but I think, like... I think artists, like, like, illustrators, you know, are, like... And, like, painters and stuff like that are designers are really anxious right now about their job security so i can understand why like that would be really frustrating and scary for them i do sympathize i actually do sympathize i do sympathize with that but i just that to me that's a different conversation you know what i mean like that's a different yeah there's a difference between that like people like making and selling ai art or companies using ai art is like one conversation versus like literally just using it to make a meme like I don't think it's that serious but I mean correct me if I'm wrong I am honestly not that educated on this but I feel like yeah just doing it for fun I don't think there's a lot of harm in it and I think it's like a fun tool for memeing. <laughs> Sophie when you and I create memes a lot of the times we are already working with copyrighted images if I want to make a meme that's true if I want to make a meme that involves a whale a picture of a whale guess what? I might actually save an image onto my computer that was copyrighted by the photographer who took a picture of the whale. Right. I feel like memes have like a different laws. Like, well, not actual yeah. laws, but like different no, rules. No, they should. They should. Because memes like, are there's... fucking stupid. Well, They're the fact... Yeah, true. And like the definition of a meme is like it's shared, you know, and like added on to by others, yes. you know? Yes. And modified by others and shared and like it becomes like a shared like phenomena like i don't know it's kind of hard yeah. to explain like yeah. the actual word memes but anyways like that's the gist of it right so there's going to be like a the use of people are going to be like stealing or like modifying people's work like i make memes they get reposted without credit that's fine you know like that happens but there are probably times where i i find a meme that's so old that i don't know who to tag you know what i mean so like these things do happen but anyways like yeah i feel like a major thing though is like this being ai stuff is like the quality is just like insanely good oh yeah it's awesome i love it i love it and i love it not as a person who's going on there to soak in the art okay when i'm not using this for artistic purposes i'm using it because i'm a human being who likes stimulation and I like laughing, and I like stupidity, and being AI image creator satisfies me in that way, and I'm not going to repress the fact that I'm entertained by the output of these programs in order to, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like some people, mm -hmm. like, are re like a really, really super, like, staunchly on principle anti-AI art to the point where like there could be an image that's like objectively really really funny and really really mm -hmm. stupid that you can't help mm -hmm. but smirk at and instead of like just acknowledging yes this image made me smirk despite the fact that it was generated by AI they're gonna be like no it's not funny and if you think it's funny you have bad taste it's like 
just let people just come on guys come on we're inter let 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 the let the ai just destroy our asses let's just just let just let the a and you know what if you're concerned if you're concerned that ai is gonna is gonna replace music and comedy and art then then you just need to get fucking better at making art because you shouldn't get out compete by a thing that generates random bullshit that's all i'm saying yeah like i'm never gonna i don't think i'm going to be emotionally moved like i don't think there's like any artistic merit really to ai art like because the only thing it has is like the the prompt right and like you could argue that there is like like if people are using ar to make like express their like some sort of emotional thing you know like using it to channel their vision like so like the vision itself is you could say is the art and like the ai is just sort of creating it like bringing it to life Mm -hmm. so i could see like maybe that evoking some sort of like emotional response if the prompt is good and meaningful but i don't know i just don't know i like i don't think i'm like at this point like really like i don't see a lot of artistic merit in ai art but i think most people agree with that but i think it's more it's just a fun it's just a fun little silly thingy to use yes yes and, you know, if we do get to the point in a couple years from now that AI art generators are generating images that are actually, like, genuinely emotionally moving and beautiful, you know, I think instead of, like, repressing that, I think we just need to just acknowledge it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, hot, I, I'm going to have a hot take right now. And yes. that's that, like... Another thing I do find interesting about AI art is that it's kind of ethereal or like it has like a otherworldly quality to it because it was generated by artificial intelligence. Like that's crazy that this is even possible. So mm. like, you know what I mean? Like it has this like sort of mis- magical, yeah, like supernatural, yeah. like quality to it like it shouldn't exist it's you know kind I mean? of creepy it's kind of scary it's, cre- it's creepy and scary and, and not in a way like it's gonna steal our jobs or whatever way which is valid but like more like the, how is this po- possible this machine is creep like it, it's it's very it's a it's a very like intense feeling and so like i can see like i don't know that part of it yeah. really like does intrigue me and i think it's worth exploring yes i agree i agree it's worth it's okay it's i completely agree and this is what art is all about is just like exploring thoughts and feelings and emotions and there's no right or wrong way of doing that you know what i mean and i'm obviously always gonna prefer knowing that some real human being put their heart and soul into a specific illustration and work and i'm always gonna love going to museums but you know what i think i feel things i feel things i like to feel things he's he feels thingies i like to feel thingies yeah all right so We've felt a lot of thingies today. I'm gonna show. Google. I'm gonna search. I'm gonna type in "I like to feel things" into the prompt. <laughs> Let's see what oh it creates. God. Content warning. Oh, content blocked. 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 Oh, okay. I figured. I figured. Yeah. All right. How, what, all right. Let's just. I'm gonna type in "based news network." That's probably gonna be blocked too. Because it's because it says based. Ba- "based" or "news" or "network." <laughs> all right. It's loading. Come on. Based oh. News network. This is going to be our new... Oh, we're going to replace our podcast and artwork with the AI-generated thing to piss <laughs> oh people off. Oh, God. It's creating. That's, oh, God. All right, we'll, we'll use... Maybe we can... It's still loading. Oh. We'll put oh, it... Oh, we'll it's put, beautiful. Oh, is it really? Like, send it to me. Oh, my God. It's freaking beautiful. See. Send it to me. It actually looks... It looks a little bit like fascist. Oh god, I'm scared. Probably because it has based in it. <laughs> it looks like fascist propaganda. Okay, sorry. Oh no. It looks like fa- it looks like LGBTQ fascist propaganda. Oh, because hmm. it has rainbows in it. 
Oh, oh, it's just like posters. I thought it was going to be people. Okay, I mean, they don't... I, I feel like this is like... I don't think this is like explicitly fascist. Like it says, it says, but there's something that says libertarian or trying to say that libertarian. And yeah, I could see the fascist elements, but there's like Soviet style too. Interesting. Sounds kind of like Swiss cool. design vibes. It's kind of cool. All right. I like it. Well, anyways. It's not fascist. Yeah. That was a knee jerk reaction. It's not fascist. It's LGBTQ. <laughs> it's LGBTQ USSR kind of vibes, which is, I can live with yes. that. Yes. <laughs> oh god okay sounds All right. good that's i think we've done our due diligence on this episode yes thanks so much for listening everybody um Thank you. we've got some more content coming soon on patreon and that's the best way you mm-hmm. could support us um and uh yash and also re- rate rate in our review yes. and thank you thank you basins network bye bye